I wanted to talk about the topic of repentance uh, and to repent uh, from Scripture, and uh, and also this kind of this obviously feeds into the um, you know preaching of the gospel as well in the New Testament and um, even today. Um, so I was I just finished reading uh, it's a small book but it's a very powerful book uh, called Repentance by Michael Pearl and um, very good I mean as I said very good book uh, and yeah not necessarily there's only thing I wouldn't I would probably not agree with maybe some of the talk about um, the, the different dispensations um, and, and throughout history I don't necessarily agree with some of that dispensation theology but now, but overall, the main topic of repentance is a very, very strong topic here. And uh, kind of the point of it is, is that the uh, you know a lot of people would misunderstand what repent really means in Scripture. And um, ultimately, it's a, it's a, a turning away from something to something. Okay, uh, you could kind of say it's a, you know doing a one eighty on a given topic, depending on what the context is in a given scripture. Uh, so a lot of times it's someone turning away uh, from uh, unbelief is a big one, okay? Turning away from unbelief to the belief in the one true God, okay? Uh, or the New Testament uh, to the Messiah, uh, Christ. Uh, and so it's turning away from unbelief to belief. So faith plays a major role uh, in, in terms of repentance, and a lot of times they can be used hand in hand. Uh, repentance uh, in, you know, unto faith, to have faith. Uh, the obviously, uh, you know, after Christ's uh, crucifixion and resurrection, the uh, that the Jews and stuff at that time, you know, they needed to repent of their rejection of their Messiah. Okay, they need to repent, turn away from their the that. Uh, lack of faith, okay, in, in into a true faith in Messiah, okay, in order to be saved. Um, and so we see that um, in uh, in the Gospels and and beyond um, that, you know. But in particular, they had to repent, kind of just like at Pentecost when Peter got up and talked to the people. You know, uh, you know, what shall we do after they heard the story about Messiah's crucifixion? And resurrection, um, they said, "Repent, every one of you, every one of you, repent and and in uh, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ." But you know, so it's a turning away from the you know lack of faith in this case. Um, it can also entail um, some underlying sins, like you know that obviously uh, can can mean a lack of faith uh, it would be. A big one in the Old Testament is idolatry, and even New Testament. We talk about the uh, Athenians and stuff in the Book of Acts. So there's a, uh, a you know a sense of turning away from, and, and there's you know when you're turning away from something, you're turning to something at the same time. Uh, so turning away from lawlessness uh, unto the God of of laws, okay? And turning away from unrighteousness to righteousness. You know, so it can you know it can be kind of broad a lot of times in that sense, um, but keep in mind it's a turning away. So the um, you know he's talking about in here too. I thought that was interesting that that it never talks about um, that a sinner 
uh, needs to um, repent of their sins. Okay, and scripture doesn't talk about specifically repenting of one's sins before they're a believer because, you know, that's something after the fact. Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit yet, uh, if you don't have Christ, the Holy Spirit, you're not a part of the church, then, you know, a sinner, they're not really truly able to, uh, you know, repent of their sins. Okay. So I thought that was interesting, uh, you know, uh, way of putting that. So, uh, but but there is scriptures to the fact that the church, you know, that believers, you know, do re, do repent of their sins, uh, and the Holy Spirit will convict us of those, uh, and you know, correct us. You know, um, uh, you know, He who uh, who uh, you know loves us will chastise us, right? stuff so there is a chastisement and a turning away uh, from specific sins for the believer Uh, but I think it's an interesting point to keep in mind in terms of uh, preaching the gospel unto others that you know we should not be putting heavy burdens on people in that sense until they've actually come to a saving faith in Messiah Uh, then and only then are they going to be able to walk in in uh, newness of life? Okay, is once they've been reborn, you know, then you know only then are they going to be able to truly walk um, to begin the walk like Christ. Okay, until Christ is in them, they are not going to uh, be able to do it. Otherwise, what happens is is that uh, they either go on a path of self righteousness and try. And basically, it's a path of works, right? Uh, they try to, they're trying to do the, the, the law themselves. Uh, this we get a lot of uh, into a heavy legalism uh, types of religions and stuff that uh, people go into. Um, so that's a, a major one that that happens. Okay, um, and so it's a workspace, and like I said, self righteousness uh, is because now all of a sudden they're doing it in their own strength. They think until they fail, and they will fail, as we all do. So uh, this is a, a kind of a slippery slope uh, when you stop and think about it and stuff. And stuff. So yeah, there's something to think about. Uh, <clears throat> so he says here, so God separates the sinner from his sin only after he is born again. It's a process defined in, in the epistles that takes a lifetime of repenting of sins and, and reckoning oneself dead to sin <clears throat> to make it a precondition to salvation is to bind heavy burdens and grievous uh, and, and grievous to to be born and lay them on men's shoulders but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers Matthew 23 verse 4 uh, no evangelist that demands the sinner repent of his sins in order to be saved has yet repented of all his ask his wife so I thought there should be something here so if a sinner must repent of sin in order to be saved as many preachers declare then why does neither the term nor the concept ever appear in scripture so um, it said it may be shocking to you to discover that the most often spoken and printed phrase in the Christian vocabulary quote repent of sin end of quote does not appear, not does not appear in the scripture. So the closest thing uh, in the statement from Peter uh, to Simon 
who said, he said, repent therefore uh, of this thy wickedness. Um, and that's when he was trying to uh, purchase the Holy Spirit and stuff. So, um, but he was re- telling him to turn away from this wickedness in your, you know, that was in his heart, uh, thinking he can buy uh, the Holy Spirit. And so, so he's saying, turn away from this wickedness. You need to turn away and, and come to a, um, to a true faith, you know, rather than a fake faith. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting to note, I've read some of their stuff on Simon. You know the Simon the Sorcerer guy, and um, there's some there's some evidence that he ultimately was um, a major deceiver among the church, and it's, it's very likely that he was the first kind of one that led into what we now call the Catholic Church, you know, or the you know the Whore of Babylon, if you will. Um, so there's I've seen some stuff to that as well, and I think that's it's really intriguing. And more likely, Simon the Sorcerer is the lead um, into that uh, apostate uh, church, which make, would make a lot of sense, in my opinion. So that's a little off topic on this one, but um, so uh, so again, we're not wanting to, you don't want to place burdens on people that's unnecessary. And it's interesting when you you, know, you kind of get when this kind of clicks, you start realizing, oh yeah, well it says you know when you were talking about preaching to unbelievers. You know, it, you know, it's 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 uh, it's kind of you know believe you know believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in 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 Messiah, but you know believe in um, the uh, you know and Messiah said a lot. He talked about the kingdom, okay, the kingdom's coming, right? The kingdom's at hand. Um, so we're to preach the the kingdom is at hand. Go preach. Um, well, when you have a kingdom, you have to have a king, right? And so by preaching the kingdom, he's also secretly preaching about himself without having to say it, you know, so in, in the Gospels. Um, so, but it's also part of, I mean, that's part of the promise, right? Is it is a righteous, everlasting uh, kingdom, okay? There'll be no, you know, there'll, there'll be uh, peace, there'll be no more death, uh, no, no more pain and suffering, and uh, it'd be everlasting, everlasting life. And um, no more darkness and all those things. So, you know, obviously that's portrayed in the Old Testament uh, with Israel going to the Promised Land. That's kind of a, a physical uh, version of of the the ultimate kingdom. And so, you know, that's definitely a part of the gospel is um, you know keeping our eyes on on Christ and on on the, the new kingdom, the, the new Jerusalem that's coming. Uh, and stuff. So that's definitely a piece of that. Um, <clears throat> okay. So um, it says he was saying here, um, "Don't lay burdens on men that you uh, didn't bear. Don't cause men to approach God in self-righteousness. Don't rob God of the glory of saving sinners. You cannot translate your subjective experience into a roadmap that others might follow." Um, on this one so uh, so he says preach Christ and let the word itself bear fruit as it did in you <clears throat> okay the uh, entrance of Jesus Christ as a substitutionary offering to God is foreign uh, to our general principles uh, this gospel is not the message of God assisting the sinner to reach uh, heaven's standards it is the message of God having as a fact of history already met his own demands in the person of his son. This is a foolishness to the world and is very seldom understood. It is very seldom understood. 
God's substitution allows him to justify the ungodly. God is not vindicated by the reformed condition of the sinner. There is no justification for God saving any sinner, except in the history of Jesus Christ. Only the historical act of the cross of Christ allows God to be just and the justifier of them which believe in Christ. Okay. So, um, so he says here, uh, the other is a free gift uh, with but one act of obedience. Believe. Okay. To in, in quotes, uh, to, uh, to believe. Okay. So that's why we see often it talks about we must, you know, believe. Okay. It's all about faith. You know, and we saw uh, whenever Messiah came across people that had uh, exceptional faith, he was amazed. You know, the, the lady that was bleeding, uh, right? Um, she had a blood problem, um, you know, that uh, you know, touched his garment. Um, you know, that's a good example of, of like, he was, just, he was just amazed by uh, the, the, the faith of, of, of a few people and stuff. And then he was also amazed at the people that didn't have any faith, the so-called uh, religious leaders of the, of the you know, of Israel uh, didn't have any real faith. You know, they they were self-righteous. They were trying to uh, they were trying to do things by works and by appearance and stuff. <clears throat> so they had no faith. So um, until until one has uh, true faith in Christ, saving faith um, in Him, then uh, they they do not receive Him uh, and they do not receive the Holy Spirit. Without that, they cannot receive a new heart in order to uh, actually be born again. Okay, they must be born of the Spirit in order to enter the kingdom of God. So, a theology which makes uh, man's repentance, albeit a gift of God, the ground of redemption, is a doctrine of men shared by all religions. It is a teaching of purely human or or satanic origin. Uh, though it is the historical position, it is a Christless theology. The repent of your sins in order to be saved theology has no essential need of a suffering Savior. It finds sufficient justification for saving the sinner within the response of the sinner himself. May God grant us repentance to, to acknowledging of the truth and all things he might have the preeminence. And so here he's talking about you know, this is why he's saying you have to be careful with with a, a doctrine of men, like uh, the the idea of repenting from your sins before you're saved. Basically, is what he's saying. So, uh, so we shouldn't again put heavy burdens on the non-believer because their the whole goal for them is is uh, they need to be convinced that you know, Christ is who he says he is in order, and then you know, and then once they have the faith, okay. Once they have faith in, in, in Messiah, they can be baptized in, in Messiah, in his kingdom. And then they get received the Holy Spirit. Now they have the promise, okay? They have the earnest money or the down payment, okay, within, in the Holy Spirit uh, to begin that walk, okay? Begin that relationship, uh, you know, with Christ and learning from uh, the scriptures and, and uh, getting a new heart, Okay, uh, only then are they, are they going to receive those those spiritual gifts. Only then are they going to receive uh, the ability to overcome uh, the sins. Okay, if they're trying to do it, in, if if they're trying to do it in their own power, 
or if they're trying to uh, overcome, you know, overcome sins before they're saved, it's not going to work. You know, these people are the ones that, you know, they're going to fall away very quickly. You know, uh, most of them, probably even before persecution, but especially if any persecution comes, uh, they're going to fall away uh, instantly, okay, um, because they don't have the Holy Spirit in them, you know. So it's a very dangerous uh, deception, very dangerous thing to, to do, and we don't want to, uh, you know, if Christ says that if we don't gather with him, we scatter. So be very careful preaching a false gospel. Uh, there's plenty of them out here today uh, in these churches, and um, I think it's, it's, it's scary, you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's, that's scary to me that um, so many people are, are preaching uh, incorrect things, and that's why we have to search out the scriptures and uh, find out what's truth, you know, and, and pray about these things. So we, if we're not sure on these topics, pray about it and uh, seek out the scriptures and seek out uh, better understanding and wisdom on this stuff. Okay, um, so. Uh, he, he had a bunch of scriptures in here, which I wasn't going to go through all of that. But you can look if you you can even look up online or whatever. Um, the uh, look up the word uh, repent and repentance. Uh, if you have any uh, resources, you can do it, do it online these days. You can just even pull it up online and uh, look up the actual uh, Hebrew and Greek for the word repent and repentance and what it means. And I think you'll see there alone that uh, that is true. Matter of fact, one topic on this that was very eye-opening it was something that you know was kind of i'd never really kind of thought about but the uh, you know god actually repents in scripture you know just like in genesis 6 where he repents for creating man uh you know and so how do we if he's if, if repentance is regarding sin and god cannot sin then how is he repenting uh you know so no obviously that doesn't mean that he's you know um, that he's you know, sinned, it means that he's turning away uh, from you know what he what he had done. You know, so he's turning away that he was um, he's having a change of heart. Okay, I mean, you know, kind of another way of saying it. Uh, and so, and that's what led to the, the, the Noah flood to destroy um, mankind, you know, most of them, uh, and everything on the everything that, that walked on the earth, basically. And stuff. So, uh, so with that, he destroyed everything um, because he had a he had repented uh, of making man, uh, but he did decide to keep Noah. And of course, the Noah's family and all that is symbolic of the the you know it's, you know Christ like um, with the uh, and we see the when the door you know that you know when the door closed on the Noah's ark. You know, God shut the door, okay? And when God shut the door, no one can enter in. And we see the New Testament with Messiah, that he is the door, uh, that you know, once he closed the door, you cannot enter in. You'll be, you'll be, everyone else will be out in outer darkness, okay? Once that door shuts, you're not getting in, just like with the ark, okay? So there's a lot of symbolism with all of that, what happened historically uh, into, uh, you know, it all kind of leads back to, it all points to, to Messiah in the New Testament. It all points back to him and that we must have saving faith. Even the serpent, when they had to lift up the serpent um, in the wilderness, when all, when all these serpents were uh, you know, uh, you know, biting people and stuff, uh, you know, what did they have to do to be saved? 
Well, they had to look up on this like cross-like figure of a serpent. They had to, they had to just we had they had to just look up on it. It's all they had to do in order to be saved. Okay, and so it's not. Uh, it's nothing. It's nothing that the person themselves, other than looking up, other than having a a belief, having a faith. Okay. Only that. That's all they needed to do was just look up and behold, and be saved. Okay. And I know that somebody, you know, that sounds too simple. It sounds too simplistic. Okay. Um, but that is uh, a part of the gospel. That is a big part of the gospel. Is having saving faith. You know, uh, the, the only, only those that have faith, like Abraham, that had faith and believed God. Okay. Uh, those are the ones that will be saved. Okay, they have faith in Christ, and, you know, in our time now. Then, uh, but they had faith in God or in Christ, they will be saved. Okay, <clears throat> you know, and honestly, if someone's got faith in God of the Old Testament, um, unless they're highly deceived, you know, if but if they're true of heart and stuff, then God's going to reveal to them the Son, you know, and the, and the Holy Spirit. You know, God's going to reveal that. So. Uh, but very good it's been a, been a very good study um, so I recommend looking into those words um, and, and look up uh, if you have some doubts on that look up where God repented like I said Genesis 6 is one of them um, I don't know if I have all those uh, I don't have all those scriptures in front of me right now but um, but there's it's throughout um, the uh, and, there, and like I said the church part doesn't talk about you know, the believers and the epistles and stuff, you know, that does talk about from them repenting of, of, of wickedness, you know, or the Jezebel within the church type of thing and revelations. And there's things like that where it's, it's talking about, hey, you better, you know, you better, you know, ship up, you know, um, or I'm, I'm coming, I'm going to take away your light stand, that kind of thing. Um, so for the church, it's still different because they're already, they're already in the faith, right? And then if someone denies the faith, okay, it means they they deny Christ altogether, then you know they they you know ultimately they cannot um, they can't just come back, you know um, you know once they've been through that. Now it's different when people have you know sins in your flesh. You still you're still I mean we're all still overcoming things in our spiritual journey. But as long as there's fruits in your walk, okay with Christ um, and you're still uh, repentant um, in, in, in um, regretting those sins, okay? We've got to be careful with sins becoming too ingrained in us that we don't want to let them go, but, um, you know, we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit in that sense. Um, so, but as long as we have the fruits of, of the Spirit and continuing in that in that walk and fighting against, you know, trying not fighting in the flesh in a sense, but you know, spiritually fighting, but giving these things over to Christ and in faith and 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 basically relying on the promises of God and the promise of Christ in the New Testament. And, you know, you know, that's putting our flag on that. Okay, that's the promises of Messiah that that He will finish this work in us as believers. That's where we need to have our have faith. Okay, have faith in the promises of God, and that He will finish the work in you. So, be blessed, Messiah. And we'll talk to you soon.